Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what is up? Not much, man. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, indeed. We're a little later with this episode because life and the holidays and other things have taken precedent, which everybody, I'm sure, is going through the same thing. you got a lot of shopping to do. Everyone's got the last-minute accoutrements to finish up for the holidays. So here we are. It is Sunday afternoon. The Cleveland Browns and Arizona Cardinals are getting ready to kick off here literally any minute. So Kyle and I will kind of be doing this game as like a live play-by-play almost of the Browns, but we're not going to do that. We're not going to sit here and just tell you guys what's happening. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so a lot to unwind and a lot to to open up with. I mean, let's just get it out of the way here. I think the Browns season is done. I don't think they have a chance for the playoffs or anything like that. So let's address the real elephant in the room, and that is Corey Kluber, officially traded to the Texas Rangers. As of, you know, just hours ago, just happened today. Yeah. So, Kyle, I'll go to you first. Let's get your initial thoughts on the deal. It is for uh, Delano DeShields and for Emmanuel Clace, a relief pitcher who everybody's hyping up because he's 21 years old. He throws a 101-mile-an-hour cutter. Other than that, he is just your average bullpen pitcher. Nothing special. He is a... 30th out of 30 ranked prospect on websites. If anything, he maybe cracks the top 20 for the Rangers prospects, which isn't that good because as far as I'm concerned, the Rangers don't have a deep farm system. So to get a guy that's in the 20s to me isn't isn't that great. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I just listening to the deal and we got back. I thought there'd be more players coming. You know, mm-hmm. I think when you mentioned that earlier texting that we there might be more people to be named, but that that's it. And, and don't get me wrong. I know Corey Kluber has been rough the last couple of years. I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. I'm not some sort of homer that's going to think that because Corey Kluber is a two-time Cy Young Award winner that he deserves some sort of outrageous haul in return. I understand, but he's still 33 years old. He has been battling injuries. I will uh, I'll put that as the reason why he's been struggling the last couple of years. I don't think it's an age issue. Uh, sure, velocity is going to dip as you get older, which is just going to happen, but I don't think his has been that bad to where he's some bust that that deserves to be traded for such a light haul. I just, I'm really underwhelmed. I don't, I don't understand what the Dolans are doing. I mean, they got back a, what, an outfielder, a mediocre outfielder that we already have an abundance of. Yes. He's essentially no, like honest to God, Delano DeShields is essentially a triple a like yeah. fringe player. Yeah. You can send him down to the minors. You could keep him up here in the which, pros, which and, will probably happen. He'll bounce back and forth. So, yeah, I mean, only thing I can think of, and this was mentioned earlier by our friends, is that it has to be a salary dump move. Um, but you're not even saving that much salary over the next couple of years. I and mean, what are you going to do no. with that money? And especially with with my take on it is if you're doing it as a salary dump, the guy was a free agent. Right. You didn't have to pick up his option. Right. So a $17 million a year option for a two-time award-winning Cy Young pitcher. When you The Indians <laughs> have been willing to pay a guy like Carlos Correa, or I'm sorry, Danny Salazar for years to hold on to him with the small hope that he could turn it around. He didn't. He's now a free agent. He's gone from the Indians organization. Uh, Corey Kluber has been one of the faces of this organization, and they just dump him for for nothing, essentially. That's why hey, it's nuts. like it's really yeah. weird to me. Yeah, I don't... Um, I Honest to God, just going off Twitter reactions and things like that, there is one person that I've seen that's defending this trade. Everybody else says this is a weak return. So makes me feel better about my stance on it because I only have one person trying to argue. Yeah, I I don't like it. Um like with you. I mean, I mean I've always been a huge Kluber fan. We've all been a huge Kluber fan. Right. He did I I'm, so well for us. I'm sad when no, I see absolutely. Corey Kluber play 
and not play well. It makes me upset because yeah. I'm like, this guy is, you know, the face of the Indians, essentially, as far as pitching is concerned. He was the, one of the faces of our team. Yeah. So to see him not play well and then to get traded for nothing is kind of like, man, at $17 million a year, why not just hold on to him? And if he plays great, then trade him at the halfway point. Right. Get and then you can get a really him. good haul. And if he's not playing great, you at least tell him, listen, we're going to let you go at the end of this season so you can either retire in, in Indian or you can be a free agent. We're not going to trade you because I think that's disrespectful as far as the return we got. I think we were better off keeping him for that price. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I know they don't have to explain to us why they do what they do, but I would love somebody from the organization, a GM or someone to come out and be like, here, this is why we did this. You know, just there's understanding. Cause I w- I'd love to know why, what their thought process was. Yeah, the return doesn't justify it as some sort of uh, like future plan. It's not like they're like, well, we had to rebuild. We had to get prospects because uh, Clay's played in, in the big leagues last year. He's 21 years old, so yeah. he is young. He is technically a prospect. But again, he is not some highly coveted player, and Delano DeShields is 27, if I'm not mistaken. So he's not a spring chicken either. I'm not saying 27 is old, but it's not like we got AAA players. Like if they were doing a, a rebuild with prospects, I would kind of understand. But this right. trade, it doesn't help us at all. I don't. I don't feel. No. I don't it feel does like this is a beneficial us. trade. We get rid of a really good pitcher that could probably be our number two in our rotation, um, and for what? Nothing. So I mean, it's just another another act in the long line of acts with this baseball team and organization that just make you scratch your head. And I mean, with all the talks around uh, Lindor getting traded, we thought for a second that we thought for. A hot minute there what, last week that Lindor was going to be traded because all the hot rumors came out of the Dodgers trade. The I people... think that's still going to happen. Oh, I'm sure I think too. I just it's just it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I uh, I think Lindor's as good as gone because apparently, I mean, the rumor is we're going to get a great haul from the Dodgers with prospects, top tier players, which is what again. I'm not categorizing Corey Kluber in the same breath as, as Francisco Lindor currently in their career. I'm not stupid. I understand you're not getting number one prospects for Kluber. But like I said, this return is weak. This is Major League Baseball. Pitching is king. If you have an even decent pitcher, they're going to get paid. And that's just how baseball works. They're uh, they're going to get paid a lot more than a, a batter would if you're great. <clears throat> and like I, I was telling you earlier, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I wish I could, but I'm drawing a blank because the game's on. It's kind of taking my interest. But uh, <laughs> there was another pitcher. I can't remember his fucking name. But I believe he led the baseball with the highest starting pitcher ERA for a guy who played like as long as many as he did. Like he didn't have like a short season, uh, but he led the league in ERA, which is a bad thing. And he got a pretty fucking good contract. I forgot exactly what it was, but he got a really good deal in the offseason. And that just goes to show you that pitching is king. Yep. And Corey Kluber at $17 million, even if he's half the pitcher that he used to be, is still a fucking bargain for a team. If you could even put him as your fifth starter on like a, a team, that's a good deal. Right. And you know, the Indians just gave up on Corey Kluber essentially. And I'm again, wow, they are running right through our defense. Uh sorry to interrupt with that. But but yeah, I'm I'm not happy with this trade as of right now, unless they plan on using some of the saved money to invest in another player 
or something along those lines. There has, to, in my opinion, there has to be more to this yeah. coming because if this is all they're doing right now, that's honestly, I think it's disrespectful to the fans and to Corey Kluber that this is how you say goodbye to him. You trade him for nothing. Agree, agree. No, I mean it's it's just that we're already getting this upset over the Indians. It's not even close to baseball. Yeah, and, and you guys all know how much I shit on the Indians, especially during the season. I had no faith in them ever making the playoffs. I knew that they were a joke of a team. Uh, not a joke. I'll give the the team credit. I should say. But as far as like ownership and and strategy for the future is concerned, I, I mean, let's let's call it like it is. People, the Indians are not building a team to be a, a real contender. They're building to do what they've always done, and fans buy into this because you get a divisional win here and there, and that's nice. You're the division winners. You know, we won it three years in a row, ninety wins, everything looked good. But that was when we had a pretty loaded team. Now it's time to pay the piper, which the Indians don't do. And this team is getting depleted. I understand he hasn't been that great, but we're getting rid of Jason Kipnis more than likely. We just got rid of Corey Kluber for kind of no reason. Francisco Lindor is about to get traded. So a lot of people act like we're some, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Indians really do build well, but they build well for mediocrity. Yep. They are going to put a team on the field that is going to compete for the division. They'll never be a legit World Series contender. And... Other, I know that as a fan. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to sit here and act like just because they get us to the playoffs every once in a while that the Indians are some end-all, be-all organization. And unfortunately, with no salary cap in baseball, it takes money to make money. The more often a team spends money, the more often you're going to see that team thriving. Nope. And that's just the sad truth. Sure, there are some exceptions. The Kansas City Royals won the World Series you know, less than 10 years ago because they don't put a lot of money into the team. They just work with prospects. That's luck. That's not a way to sustain. Look at the Yankees. They just spent a ton of money on Garrett Cole. The Washington Nationals had such a loaded pitching staff and a lot of money invested in that team, and they let Bryce Harper go because pitching is king. We just traded a Hall of Fame pitcher for peanuts. And I'm I'm truthfully disgusted with the Indians about this. I think it's disrespectful that that's all you value Corey Kluber as. Yeah. I mean— Hindsight's we're, we're twenty twenty. Like a farm system for the rest of the M, like major exactly. League. We, we we build up players. prospects for other other teams to acquire once yep. they hit their peak. And I just again, I I find it disrespectful to Corey Kluber that this is how you see him as some guy. Maybe in five years, this Clay guy will be some dominant closer or dominant relief pitcher. But what are the odds? Let's be honest. Probably next to none. Sorry, I'm drinking a gin and tonic right now, and it's tasty. Uh for those of you watching at home, the Arizona Cardinals are driving. They're in the red zone with their first possession, so that's where we're at. Um, so let's get into that. We'll talk a little bit about the Browns. As you guys know, I am very, very, very down on Freddie Kitchens. I think he needs to go. I think he's a joke of a coach. I think he doesn't understand uh, in-game strategizing. I think he's lost the locker room. I I think that's kind of being proven more and more every week, especially with yeah. this week. Last minute, unbeknownst to anybody – they decided to make David Njoku a healthy scratch. So who knows what he did during practice? Who knows what's been going on behind the scenes? But David Njoku is not playing today for some reason. He just got reactivated off IR, and now they're throwing him on the bench. So I find that strange. Again, uh, they're still not using uh, – I almost said Christian Kirk because I'm watching the game. Uh, <laughs> they don't use Richard Higgins for whatever reason. They won't come clean about that. But Richard Higgins last week – played one snap and it was on special teams i'm not naive enough or stupid enough and that big of a homer to act like richard higgins is the end-all be-all at wide receiver i get it you have odell beckham jr you have jarvis landry you're you're beyond set at the quarterback position 
and the Browns or at the wide receiver position, I'm sorry, and the Browns are refusing to play Rashard Higgins. Touchdown, Arizona, by the way. Kenyon Drake on a run RPO from Kyler Murray. Um, but I'm not stupid enough to act like Rashard Higgins is the end-all, be-all for this team, but it is it is weird that they're not using him, which I just don't understand. Why keep a guy in your team that you're just disciplining every week by not playing? I don't understand that. Cut ties. What are you worried about? Oh, we don't want some other team to have Rashard Higgins, so we're just going to keep him on our roster to not do anything? That's stupid. If you were running a company, Kyle, you're a, you're a boss. Mm-hmm. Would you keep an employee that does nothing because no. you just want to spite somebody? No. You, you I mean, should I'm be a, working. I mean, I'm an asshole, but no, I wouldn't and, do that. And to me, this is a bad look for John Dorsey because why are we keeping a player that is just wasting a roster spot when we could put more talent on this team? Right. I'm not saying you're going to find a wide receiver that's more talented than Rashard Higgins off the street right now because I don't think they're available. But I do think that if you're going to be disciplining a guy like this, get rid of him. What the fuck is the purpose? Same thing with now David Njoku. He's missed most of the season. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is the fourth year of his contract. Yeah, I think he's in a contract year. Not or, maybe next year is. No, you know what? This is only year three, I think. Mm, let me just Google real quick while you're talking. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's year three because I think we took him, Peppers, and Njoku in the first round, and then we went 0-16, and then we took Baker Mayfield. You're correct. This is his third year. So this is his third year. So he was a first-round pick, so he gets a guaranteed four-year contract with a fifth-year option. So David Njoku is now heading into his final year, technically, of his, of his contract without his option. At this rate, it looks like the Browns are not going to be picking up that option, so he is probably an expendable player that I would, would not be surprised if he gets traded or cut next year. But at the same time, if that's your future plans with him, and he's doing something so egregious that you can't even play him on Sunday when let's not get it twisted. I have no faith in this team, but we're still battling for a fucking playoff spot. We are in the hunt. Yeah. We're technically, if, if the, we need a lot of things to go our way, yes. but we are in the hunt to, to make the playoffs and they have no intentions of playing some of our best players. Rashard Higgins and David Njoku are easily, Njoku's easily the best tight end on this roster. Sure. And Rashard Higgins is pro- more than likely the third best wide receiver on this roster. These guys aren't playing because of some sort of riff behind the scenes, which again, so you know some bullshit stories going to come out. Figure that shit out. I, what, what do you think the guess is going to be? What's going to be? Because you know they're going to be asking after the game, why did you scratch? Why did you cut him? Or why Kitchens did you is going to say his same bullshit of it was just a decision we made. We we went with the players we thought gave us the best chance to win. That's like that's, that's exactly like that's a fucking like that's the quote of the year right there. We just went with the best players who gave us the best chance to win. And there was another coach that did that, and his name was Mike Patton. And he was going with Brian Hoyer over Johnny Manziel, which in retrospect, don't get me wrong, Johnny Manziel was a bust. I'm not here to defend that. I liked Johnny Manziel. Did you see Johnny on TV last night? No. Oh, John, you didn't watch the Heisman thing? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't at all. They had, a, they had him up there standing on the, uh, the uh, podium. Well, he's a everything. previous winner. He no, should he be is there. a previous winner, but he looked like shit. Yeah. Um. He's going through a divorce. He's going through a lot. Oh, women, I tell you. Right? They, they drag people down. Um, but, yeah, so so I hated Brian Hoyer because I thought the Browns were winning in spite of him. A lot of people didn't agree with me, but if you go back and really look at the stats and how the team was playing with Brian Hoyer, we were not good because of Brian Hoyer. They were good in spite of Brian Hoyer. But, anyway, Mike Patton used to every week kind of pick and choose who the starting quarterback was going to be, and he went with, Brian Hoyer, and we lost. We got smoked. I'll never forget this game. We got smoked by the Raiders. Raiders were not very good at this time, but we lost badly. And they asked him, why did you go with Brian Hoyer? And he said, we're going with who we think gives us the best chance to win. Yep. 
and we sucked. And that's why if you use that quote as a coach and you lose, you're done. I lose respect for you because that just goes to show me that you're too proud to admit you fucked up. You're still claiming it as some sort of football move. And it doesn't work. It doesn't fly with me. No. So we're benching our best tight end and our third best wide receiver. And against the Steelers, we benched our best safety. Uh, we've done all these stupid things. And don't get me wrong. Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey and even the player that's being disciplined, they owe us nothing. They don't need to come out and tell us yeah, why yeah. they're being disciplined. However, it's still really shitty as a fan to see all this going on behind the scenes and just knowing that there's some sort of issues in the locker room because that's all I take it as. I don't care if you're going to tell me the exact truth. You don't have to tell me that Njoku was late to practice. You don't have to tell me that he was dropping passes and talking back. But if he's doing these things and getting getting benched because of it, then fucking get rid of him. Do yep. you think Bill Belichick would tolerate this kind no. of stuff? And again, I hate to, to, to put everybody in the same group as Bill Belichick, but let's not kid ourselves. That guy runs a ship that's working. Yeah. What he does works. Yep. I hate to say it. So if you have these undisciplined players, you have these guys that don't respect you, why the fuck are they still in town? No, and then it, you're going to sell it to the fans that, no, everything's cool. We're just benching our, our beginning of the year starters because of nothing. I don't know if I ever... They think we're stupid. Did you ever read the story? I think I may have brought this up before, but um, remember that it was like two, three years ago? Um, it was a player for the Patriots, like third string running back. Came into a game, had like a 200-yard game, went off. Great game. 200 and some yards, two touchdowns or whatever. And uh, it's unlike any Patriot to have a good running game, you know, because the Patriots aren't really yeah. known for running backs. But anyways, the story was that he, the next week, was projected to be the starter. He was late to practice. Yep. on Tuesday and he came in and he told coach he's like I'm so sorry and Belichick was like yeah just don't let it happen again and guess what he got benched yep he didn't get played and guess what he was he was gone by the end of the year and, and even though you're a good running back even though you're gonna put up good stats there's there's no room for that you know and they got rid of him and I want to say it was against the Seahawks maybe yeah. I don't remember I forget his name though but no there was a cornerback they benched Malcolm Butler. Oh, yeah. It was either against the yeah. Seahawks or it was against the Eagles. I don't your remember Super Bowl, which. I'm sorry. Your, it was Atlanta because I think they won the game. Wasn't no, it was the Eagles because they lost. Yep. And everybody said, do you think he would have won if Malcolm Butler played? But Bill Bel Malcolm Butler did something and Wasn't got himself. Wasn't he the Super Bowl MVP the year before? No, I think. I don't. He know, Was he the one that intercepted that Russell Wilson yeah. pass? It was Malcolm yeah. Butler. So either way, he was their number one receiver cornerback. And he was benched for the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year. He didn't play a snap. And Bill Belichick just came out and very nonchalantly said, you know, he uh, it, he just it wasn't part of our defensive game plan, blah, 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 made up some bullshit, and they got rid of him. But yep. that's how you handle that. You don't come out and lie to the fans and just go, oh, no, 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 uh, it was just a football decision. Like, we're here to win. And then act like nothing happened. The right. Patriots got rid of him. Yep. He's so a really good player, do really good player, and they Great. don't, they don't have time the for best it. best cornerback. They don't have time for corner. it. Yeah, you're gone. And they just said, no, he's benched for the biggest game of the year because he probably went out and partied or did something that rubbed Belichick the wrong way or was against team rules. And that's how you're supposed to handle that situation. I mean, another example is they had uh, they had Antonio Brown on their team this year. One game. Yeah, one game. Had then to get a touchdown. Some shit started happening behind and got, the scenes. They cut and they said, see ya, gone. Yeah. We're not tolerating that. No, You have one of the best receivers probably in the game mm -hmm. right now on your team. And that team Lord needs receivers. Lord knows they could use him too. Yeah, exactly. Because Sanu's not catching shit right now. They traded now. Josh Gordon because he wasn't working out. Yep. They cut Antonio Brown. We held on to Josh Gordon for so long. And I'm a big Gordon supporter. I think we'd... If that's all he was failing his test for, should be allowed in the NFL. Hey, personally. hats off to the Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball has stepped up. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, but I'm all for it. I don't mind that at all if you're smoking weed and that's all you're doing. If if it was 
harder drugs than that and a bigger issue than what was portrayed to the public than 100% agree with the Browns getting rid of Josh Gordon. I don't blame them. And I don't blame the Patriots for getting rid of him because if people are problems that are not, they're not buying into what you're selling as a coach or as an organization, you get rid of those guys. Right. And that's why I don't understand the Browns. You're, you're disciplining people every week and like Richard Higgins, again, he's barely played this year. So there's something going on behind the scenes. Why the fuck is he still on this roster? Mm-hmm. I like Richard Higgins, but if he is this big of a nuisance, then get rid of him. If if it is something with John Dorsey because he didn't draft these guys and he's just sticking it to them as some sort of dictator, crazy person, either get rid of them or or come out and admit why you're why you're benching these fucking guys because you're hurting our team's chances to win games. Yeah. And if you're doing that, you better have a fucking good reason. Because how do you it. practice all week with him in the plan and then all of a sudden the day of you just caught him? Sunday morning you just go inactive. Yeah. We're sorry. We're not going to use you yeah. today. But more than likely, I would assume. David and Joku was lining up as in the number one tight end all week in practice. So they ran all so you're these schemes. You're building a camaraderie. Yep, you're building this 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 uh, this rhythm, and then you just go, nah, never mind. Yeah. So something is fucking weird going yeah, on, and that's know. why I'm so frustrated with this team because I don't know who to be mad at. I I, I love I love the fact that our local. Uh, Beat reporters are they're now fighting each other. They're There's fighting each other because it's you know they're all disagreeing on what the issue is. Only the Browns are that kind of team. Only the Browns You're, can do this exactly. to somebody. It's so it's so annoying that no other fan base has to it's go through the shit it, that it we is. go through. It's fucking embarrassing to be a Browns fan because, <sighs> I mean, I'll admit I bought into the hype going into the offseason. We all did. How can you not? We all How did. could you not? Yeah. You had statistically, at least touchdown wise, you had the best rookie quarterback in NFL history. Yep. You got. A top five, if not top three, wide receiver. Yep. You got a top five running back. You have a top five running back. You have an MVP candidate in Kareem Hunt that just joined the team. Yep. You have uh, Jarvis Landry's no slouch, obviously. He's the best receiver on the team. You have a uh, defensive MVP, or I'm sorry, but a Pro Bowler uh, defensive end, yeah. Miles Garrett. You have two. And you traded for a Pro Bowl defensive end in, yep. in Olivier Vernon, and who has done two nothing. Cornerbacks who are you, yeah, elite. You, you drafted, you traded well, up and drafted elite. Greedy Williams, who was projected to be a first round pick, more than likely, and he he fell, and you got great value with him in the second round, which is awesome. So you're going into the season thinking you have this dominant team, and. I know a lot of people in retrospect, they want to talk shit to the fans that overbought everything and they, they sure, we were a little overzealous about the, the results, but let's go back and look at some of the games. We should have beat the Seattle Seahawks. We should have beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in our second matchup. We should have we beat, should the, Rams have beat the Rams. We should have beat the Denver Broncos. Right there, this team is a 9-10 to win team and we still have three games to go. So for people that go, see, I wasn't one of you idiots that overbought this team. The Browns realistically should have nine wins at least right now. Maybe ten. With three games to go against the Ravens, which I expect to lose next week. Don't get me wrong. Especially now with this current way this team's going. And today against the Arizona Cardinals, this should be a win. We're down seven to nothing right now. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. But we should be the best team in football, or I'm, I'm not the best team. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. I don't know what what the fuck came to me. But we should be a ten win team. Yes. And we should win against the Bengals. At we the end should. Of the season. We should. We should have locked up the division this year. Yeah. And so I'm, let's I'm say hypothetically and ready for. We should be getting ready to watch our starters be benched the last game of the yeah. season for the playoffs. Hypothetically, let's say right now we have nine wins today. Because a couple games went our way. We have nine wins. Now you go today against the Cardinals. Could be your 10th win. Next week against the Ravens, let's just say you lose that game because they are the better team. Okay, so you lose that one. So we still have 10 wins. Next week, or the week after you beat the Ravens, or the Bengals, you're 11-5. and five. That's a great season. Yep. 
And that's kind of where I put us. I said we should be 10 or 11 wins. Yep. And people are like, oh, I never bought into the hype. I knew you, the Browns were going to suck, blah, blah, blah. And they have. Don't get me wrong. But they also had winnable games. So it's for people that act like we completely shit the bed. They didn't. They just lost a bunch of games that they should have won. We've lost. I did the math the other day. I went over, not the math, but I did I did go over how when we've played backup slash third string quarterbacks, we are two and three, if I'm not mistaken, which is pathetic. Oh, my God. We lost week one to the Titans, which Marcus Mariota is now benched. So he's the backup. So that's a number two. Uh, we barely beat the Jets. I mean, we beat them handedly, but still, it wasn't even that pretty of a win. It was a very ugly win. So we beat the Jets. That's their backup quarterback. We even went to their third string that week, but we won. So there, that puts us at one and one. Then we beat the uh, – who else did we beat back? Or, I'm sorry. Then we lost to the Broncos, who was their backup. Yep. So there were one and two. Then we beat the Steelers with Mason Rudolph, so we're two and two. Then we lost to the third string Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges. So now we are fucking – Two and three against backup to third string quarterback. We should have been five and zero. Should have been at least four and one. Yeah. If you have one, I'll, I'll give the Titans game. That one was an assing. We got destroyed. And so Titans that was pretty good this year. So. That was bad. And now with Ryan Tannehill, yes, they are a playoff team. Yeah. But with Marcus Mariota, they would have been a mediocre yeah. shit show. Um, so let's just say we went four and one against those teams. That's two extra wins. Right now, the Browns have what six wins? Yeah. Yeah, so we have seven. we'd have eight wins going into three games left. That could give us eleven to ten wins. That's a good season. Now it's looking like we might end the season eight and eight, maybe maybe nine and seven at best. Yeah, no, it's going to be eight and eight. I think so. Or no, how they're playing right yeah, now, no, it's no. probably going to be yeah. seven and and we'll be lucky. Yeah, yeah we're going to go seven and eight or seven, seven and nine, nine. I'm sorry, but yeah. So this this season's been a complete bust, but. For the fans that act like it was some like, I never bought into the hype, you're an idiot. You should have bought into the hype. This team should be much better, much farther along than they are, and I credit that to coaching. I tweeted this the other day, and I stand by it. Mike Tomlin lost Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. Mike Tomlin lost in the offseason, even before all this. He lost Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Mm -hmm. He also lost Juju Smith-Schuster. He lost James Conner for most of the season. He has been doing this with nothing but backup shit players. The Steelers are about to win the playoffs, or, or, or about to win a wild card spot and yep. go to the playoffs. We have all this talent, minimal injuries, and uh, they they can't do anything. And I blame I, I I attest that to coaching. Right. I think Mike Tomlin is just a much better coach than Freddie Kitchens. Mm -hmm. He has done. He's taken this crap and turn them into a playoff team. Don't get me wrong. Their defense hasn't suffered many injuries, and they've been in good shape there. But still, that offense should not win games. Mike Tomlin's finding a way to do it. Yeah. I attest that to coaching. He is just a much better coach, and there's a nice drop by Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, fitting. Um, he never drops passes. Though. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I attest this to coaching. Uh, there's a lot of rumors going around about Odell Beckham, and he wants out. He's texting players. I mean, that's a fucking wide-open ball. Look at this. That's pathetic. This whole team, dude. I'm just. I don't even know who to be mad at. It's like, it's like you come home. I don't know. I don't have a family, like kids and shit. But I imagine you come home one day. All your kids are in the living room. And your house is trashed. All of your kids are equally to blame. Who do you want to take it out on the most? Who's the Who's the ringleader? That's where I'm at with the Browns. I don't even know who to be fucking mad at. I hate John Dorsey right now because he looks like an idiot with most of his picks. I hate Baker Mayfield because he's played like shit. I hate Odell Beckham. I hate Freddie Kitchens. I hate all of them. I don't even know who to be mad at. It's it's just it's fucking it's embarrassing. It really is. 
to come in with this kind of hype. And again, there's a catch to fucking wide receiver Hodges, I think his name is. I don't even know who this or no, maybe not Hodges. I don't even know his fucking name. Ratley. Is that Damian Ratley? I think so. I didn't know what number he was anymore. Oh, it is Damian Ratley. Okay. So there's a catch to Ratley. Not Richard Higgins. Nope. He's 18. Higgins is 81. But just goes to show you that, like, we're throwing all these makeshift fucking players out there. I think the offense, I've said it before, I think Todd Munkin's offense is designed for too many deep balls, for too many long-developing plays that Baker just doesn't have time for. There's an interception. interception. This is fucking pathetic. This team sucks, dude. I'm over the Browns. Um, That's going to make my stay very short today because I see how this game's going to go. It's getting ugly. But... Now, to, to wrap that up, I agree. I think it's that just, it's, it's an embarrassing Kitchens year. needs to go at the end of the year. They need to bring in someone who has control of the locker room, who has a veteran presence, knows how to coach men, and there's no issues. Yeah, I, I just think that he's lost the locker room. I think our – if you watch the games, too, every year or every week, I mean, we start off pretty damn good with our initial drive. Like right, right. there, I, you know, I hate to play do play-by-play because by the time people listen to this, the game will be over, but – we drove down the field into the red zone like it was nothing against the Cardinals pretty easily. Yep. And then right in the red zone, we turn it over. Yep. So it just goes to show you that our initial game plan, we can move the ball like nobody's well, Yeah, business. because they practice that script the entire week. And then when it comes time for Freddie Kitchens to actually buckle down and coach. And coach the team. He can't do it. No, you can't make you can't make the plays. You can't make the calls. You can't. It, it just it shows. The first drive of every game is planned. It goes as planned. You usually score a touchdown. And then from there on out, it's, just, it's, it's a shit show. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, I'm disgusted. Baker Mayfield, that pass that he just threw was just a horrible pass. And I want to be on his side. I want nothing more than for Baker Mayfield to be our savior, to be our franchise quarterback, to be our MVP, Super Bowl player. Every year, I want him to be that good. I want him to be our Tom Brady, our Ben Roethlisberger, our, you know, whatever quarterback you want to put him in. I want to be that team. And he is playing like such ass, it makes me hate him. And I've been, you know, I've been bashing him for most of the season. Yeah. A lot of people are going, oh, it's not Baker's fault. But, like, that throw right there, that was just a bad throw. It's That's very high. Baker he Mayfield. throws him a lot. He throws really, really high passes. And it's, it's fun for part of it because you're like, oh, he's a gunslinger just like Brett, Brett Favre. Favre. Yeah. But it's like Brett Favre won you fucking games. Brett Favre was an MVP. Brett yeah. Favre won a Super Bowl. Baker Warm. Mayfield looks like shit. Yep. And I don't know who to blame. I want to blame. I guess it is just a collective group. Dorsey isn't putting good talent on the field. Let's be honest. A lot of his signings and, and draft picks have been busts. A lot. We gave him a ton of credit. But again, in retrospect, if you could go back to the first round next last year, you're taking Lamar Jackson number one. You're taking a different player at four. That's not Denzel Ward. I don't know who it would be. Maybe it would be uh, uh, Bradley Chubb. You're not taking Austin Corbett at 33. So right now. Three, the first three draft picks by John Dorsey, you're not taking those same players. And then it's only been one year. Right. This year, Greedy Williams, I wouldn't draft him at where we took him, the right. way he's played. Like, in, in retrospect, you just look back and you go, John Dorsey, fuck this team up. And they drafted Austin Corbett. He's barely played. They traded him for next to nothing to the Rams. Austin Corbett played on Sunday last week, and I watched a thing that said he gave up zero pressure, zero sacks. He actually played great for the Rams. That goes to show me he wasn't being coached properly here in right. Cleveland. That's John Dorsey hired all these fucking guys. Yeah. So now Baker's going to act all mad on the sideline and everything. He threw the ball. By the way, Baker, 
I he'll never listen to this, but I hope somebody plays this for him. You were the number one overall pick. Stop with the underdog bullshit. You're not an underdog anymore. The number one pick is expected to flourish and to be great. You're not a fucking underdog. I am so over that whole gimmick of uh, everyone's doubted me my whole life. You were the number one overall pick. They're not doubting you anymore, you fucking midget. I'm sorry, I can't say that. That's politically incorrect. But he is a small-statured quarterback, and he's got to stop playing this bullshit. There's two things. Move up or move on. And if he doesn't progress to be some good quarterback, they need to move on. And right now, if they drafted a quarterback next year, I'm not saying first round. I'm not that naive. But if they did take an earlier quarterback, like maybe second or third round, I'm okay with that because you need to plan for the future at this point. Baker's not looked good. Yeah, plus Baker's too comfortable. You need somebody back there to push him a little bit. And before this goes viral, before maybe one day I get hired to SNL and somebody goes back and listens to this, I did say the word midget, and I know it's technically politically incorrect, but <laughs> I want to I want to apologize. Wait a minute, people, are you trying to scrub stuff? I mean, you're gonna have to go. I'm back. I'm not gonna edit this. Fuck that. I'm too lazy for that. But I, mean, I just want to. You probably have to, to go know. back and edit a lot of your social media because I'm pretty positive that. Uh, there's stuff that you've said before that right, you which might I don't, get rid of. I don't care. Like Words are words. And that's another thing I want to talk to you about. I don't have in my immediate family or even anybody really close to me, I don't have anybody with like a special needs family member or anything like that. Yeah. Janoris Jenkins from the Giants called a fan a retard the other day. And he got cut by the Giants because he didn't delete it and he didn't apologize. They cut him for tweeting the word retard, retard to a guy, again, Fans are brutal to players. Fans talk the most shit. They say the most horrible things yeah, to people. Yeah, because they think they're protected by that club. Exactly. Yeah. They tell them, I hope you die. I hope your family dies. You cost me a fantasy game. You're a piece of shit. So Janoris Jenkins said you know, something about, I can only control what I can control. Retard. That's what he said. Something like that. Because yeah. they were blaming him for the Giants' loss. He didn't apologize. The Giants caught him. Because he said the Janoris word retard. Janoris is a good player, too. Not bad at all. He's a veteran, cornerback, defensive, you know, secondary player. But again... They're cutting players for using words on Twitter, which 10 years ago, the word retard, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend it, but the word retard was used pretty normally. Could you imagine if our bosses, all of our bosses went through our social media and judges? I, I, I wouldn't have a career in anything. I wouldn't have a job. I, I, I talk so much shit because it's online. Yeah, I'm pretty blunt and honest. And, I tend to and give... if you use them, I think there's a proper context to use them. The way Janoris Jenkins said it, he was basically just calling that guy an idiot. He didn't look at a picture of his autistic daughter and say, your kid's a retard. Yeah. That's too far. Nobody that's used the word retard uses it against an actual autistic special needs person yeah. because that's mean. And 20 years ago, 10 years ago, retarded was the actual word that people just used to describe somebody that was special needs. It yep. wasn't meant as like a bad thing. Right. Same thing with midget. Yeah. Small person, you're a midget. It's not like they're going, you fucking midget piece of shit. That was just how you called them. Like, yep. oh, he's smaller. He's a midget. Yep. Like, yep. I understand we're trying to progress, but at the same time, you have you can't just bury words and, and try and reinvent the, the vocabulary of everybody. If I'm sorry to rant about that. It's not sports related, but that was I mean, it kind of was. Okay. <laughs> but Janoris Jenkins got cut for that. And it's like he wasn't directly calling somebody with special needs retarded. That is too far. I would never, ever condone that in my life. Right. And I'm a very, very mean person. I'm a mean spirited dickhead. You are. But I would never, ever condone calling somebody that. That's you hurt my actually feelings special all the time, needs. actually. I try. But, uh, but yeah, like it's just I don't know. It's so soft in 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 sports. It's the society that we're in right now. It really is. It's pathetic. It's it starts with parenting. It's Who would have guessed? Into with the most blunt, 
Republican president we've ever seen, the most blunt person who talks shit, he's made fun of special needs people at his fucking rallies, which is, I mean, it's kind of funny to me. I'm not going to lie to you. It didn't get my vote, but to see him mock that guy with that fucking reporter, it's funny to me because I'm just that kind of person. But that guy's our president, and then we have a guy that tweets retard, and they're like, out of here. You're done. Yeah. We are not a PC culture. We, we shouldn't pretend to be some super nice we don't say bad things kind of society because it's not because how the we have works. such a sensitive society that everyone thinks that the that your mean words are going to make that person go off themselves yeah that's what i that's. look at it as if somebody listens to this show somebody hears something slightly offensive and doesn't want to listen anymore i don't want you as a fan then yeah that's how i look at I it agree. that doesn't hurt my feelings you don't have to listen no yeah. one's forcing you to listen to i am it. never going to adapt to make people like me i am going to do what i do and people either you either hop on the train or you jump off i don't feel bad either way yeah but, uh, Justin, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of sports-related, so it was kind of nice to get to that. Um, yeah, so the game's going on. Corey Kluber got traded. The Browns are a dysfunctional mess, uh, basically. And the Cavs suck, so basically all is normal in Cleveland. Uh, with yep. that being said, Kyle and I are going to get to sitting down and actually enjoying this Browns game. We've done a nice enjoying, little episode here. Enjoying? Well, I mean... I look at it as if they lose, <laughs> that's more ammo to fire Freddie Kitchens. Oh, so. my God. I, he should be gone after the game if they lose. They um, should have fired him after the, the Steeler loss. But uh, really quickly, we'll go over our... our... Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Kyle doesn't matter. want to hear this because no, he's not doing so great. Not, not so great. I'm out of it. There's no way I can even make a, yeah, a catch Yeah, Kyle up. is down 109 to 98 officially. What a fucking year. And obviously, the 1 o'clock game's already started. So we'll go over our picks really quick just to let you all be filled in. Uh, first game, Baltimore against the Jets. Kyle took Kyle and I both took Baltimore, so those were wins. Um, again, we're doing this episode a little bit late, so bear with us. I am going to be hashing, rehashing some games that have already happened. Um, then we had New England against Cincinnati. We both took New England. Tampa Bay against uh, – who the fuck did they play? Uh, the Lions. We both took Tampa Bay. Green Bay over the Bears. We both took Green Bay. Houston and Tennessee. I took Houston. Kyle took Tennessee. Another loss for Kyle, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, we both took Kansas City. I took the Giants. Kyle took the Dolphins. Another loss Another for win Kyle. for Justin. Uh, My God. We both took Philly. We both took the Seahawks. And then the 4 o'clock games, both took Oakland. Both took Cleveland. Both took Minnesota. Both took the Rams. Both took the Niners. Both took Buffalo. And both took New Orleans. So, so even more in the hole so for even, Kyle. Yeah. So Kyle cannot gain anything. He actually lost two games this week. It is not looking good. The giant punishment is coming. Baker just got sacked by Chandler Jones for a loss of six. We are digging a hole. Uh, so, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. I think this is a pretty good one to get a lot of shit off of our chests for the Browns. Uh, again, because of the holiday, this episode was kind of fucked up uh, late-wise. Yeah. But we don't worry. We should be worry. back to normal next Yeah, we'll week. be back. We'll be back to doing, like, you know, Wednesday or whatever we were doing before. I think we like should that. do something special for the holiday. We have a Christmas one. Probably recording close to Christmas or Christmas Eve, probably. Yeah, I mean, we have... I'm hosting my Festivus party next Saturday, so... Obviously, that that's out of the question. No, Saturday yeah, absolutely. Um, we should do a festive, a festival, a festive theme po- podcast. Yeah, maybe something like that. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah, we could do. We'll we'll figure it out. Something, um, something yeah. to include. So thank you guys for listening. We have shit on the Browns, and it felt great, and rightfully so. They deserved all of it. So we will talk to you guys again soon, Kyle. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you want to go over the President Cup? Oh, you know, be real Cup? quick. I mean, it is pretty big news. I know you don't like golf, but the uh, the United States won last night in the uh, President's Cup. They were down going into yesterday. They were down, I believe, 10 to 8 or 10 to 7, I believe. And no time in history as a, as a 
team ever come back to win when being down going into the singles competition on the last day, and they came back and won last night, sixteen to I think twelve or sixteen to thirteen. Uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. So I told Kyle before we started recording, he had mentioned he wanted to talk about this, and as he prefaced before he even started, I'm I don't personally care about golf in the slightest bit so i have no idea what's happening in golf i don't follow it i don't care to so he wanted to do a golf thing i know some of our listeners probably I mean, do basically enjoy golf, so two i would gladly are, let him do it yeah two captains are picked tiger woods was a captain for the united states um i forget the captain for the other for the international team as they call it so each captain picks their team and they do i think three or four rounds they do you know two on two they do a group setting, and then the last day is always single, so it's matched up one versus one, and they just play through the entire day. And as you win, you either win the hole, so you're one up, two up, three up, whatever, and that's that's how who wins it. But no, the United States won last night against the international team. Okay, that's a big deal, I, I suppose. Like I said, I I don't follow golf, but I know other people do, and I'm I have never been one to like knock somebody for liking something that I don't like, uh, unless it's softball. But uh, next week we'll talk about uh, hockey too, I guess. I don't mind hockey. I got a, my LA Kings hanging yeah, up right here. I'm, I'm a Kings fan. <laughs> they lost yesterday, of course, in a shootout. They they suck right now, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so that's gonna do it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We're sorry that this episode is kind of late, but we just have a lot of shit going on in life, and I think you guys can all agree to that. Adulting. Yeah, basically, and because this isn't a technical job for us, we kind of have to pick and choose when we can do it. So maybe one day we will make this a lucrative deal, and we can actually devote more dead i mean not that we're not dedicated to it you guys know what i mean i shouldn't have to explain all this but we do our best we get an episode in at least once a week and we thank you guys for listening to us uh kyler murray is about to run a very long run and yeah we can't tackle we suck so go browns uh we'll talk to you guys soon thank you all for listening later later